Hey, church family. Uh, welcome back to another week of our study through the Bible. Uh, this week, we get another uh, double feature. We're going through both Amos and Hosea uh, this week. Uh, we'll do this quite a few times with the prophets. Uh, they they kind of overlap with each other time-wise uh, and have very similar messages. Both these are speaking to the, the northern kingdom of, of Israel. So uh, Amos um, is a shepherd from Tekoa. Uh, interesting thing. He's uh, the only prophet to tell us what his you know day job was so he gives us that other that other part of his life uh, his name means burden bearer or load carrier and uh wrote this 760 to 755 um somewhere in there it's during the reign of uzziah in the southern kingdom of jeroboam second in the north uh, so he's around the same time as jonah and hosea who we'll get to in a minute and he's right into that northern kingdom of israel especially uh the wealthy uh this was especially Kind of poignant because uh, Amos is from Judah is the indication. Um, at one point, they tell him to go home, um, go back to to where you came from, and, and make your living there and stuff. And so, this is someone from the southern kingdom of Judah coming up to the north and, and telling them these things on behalf of God. So that was that was a pretty bold move. But Amos uh, delivers this message of repentance to the northern kingdom uh, during both these prophets. The the northern kingdom is experiencing some prosperity. Things are going pretty well. They don't have a whole lot of major enemies. Some people think that might even be uh, partially due to what Jonah does, that he goes to Nineveh and preaches in Assyria. And so Assyria is kind of not a threat right now. They're not they're not bearing down. And so things are going good. And Jeroboam gets to rule a really long time. Um, that's a rarity in the northern kingdom to have a, a longstanding king. There's so many, a lot of turnover in that position, a lot of assassinating, a lot of, a lot of bloody things go on. That, the kingdom changes hands a lot. Jeroboam II stays for a while, and that gives them some stability and causes things to go well. And so Amos is coming in the midst of that and telling them, hey, you're missing it because you think this is all you and that, you know, you need to turn to God. Don't don't forget God in the midst of this material blessing in the time of this prosperity. Don't turn away from God and get prideful and think this is all you. And yet that's exactly what they do. And so he's having to warn them that if they don't turn, there's going to be discipline. It's going to come. So that's that's kind of the outline um of amos he's he's pronouncing judgment on a whole lot of places uh, for the first couple chapters um but it's going to be more harsh for israel because they, they should know better they're god's people and so first couple chapters just pronouncing some of these judgments uh chapters three through six we get the reasons for these judgments some of the things they've done uh and then seven in the beginning of chapter nine is the results of judgment that hey here's why god's going to have to discipline you and here's what's going to happen because of this discipline but like like it always does, God comes through. And at the very end, last five verses of Amos talk about restoration after the judgment, that, that he will not forget his people, he won't be done. So the book talks a lot about judgment and covenant, righteousness, justice, complacency, and the idea of, of empty, meaningless worship. Uh, verses 2-4 and 5-21, a couple of key verses to, to really look out for. Um, and uh, that's that's kind of a rundown of Amos. And Hosea comes at the same time. So we still have a lot of prosperity going. We have all those things. Um, a lot of people think Hosea is the, the last, kind of the last straw, the last little bit of, of prophecy aimed at uh, the northern kingdom of Israel before they get taken over by Syria. So he, he's somewhere 770 to 725. Uh, a lot of people think it's more close to that end. The uh, Syria carries off Israel uh, in 722. But he's, he talks about during the time of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, and, of course, the time of Jeroboam II in the northern kingdom. Um, interesting, Hosea's name, same meaning as, as Joshua in Jesus, which is salvation. They don't they don't have the vowels. They got that little different alphabet, so it kind of, kind of comes out as a similar name. Um, 
course, he's hipper with Amos and Jonah. All three of these guys are pretty close together. Um, and once again, he's writing to that northern king of Israel. Little different, Amos being from the south causes an issue. Hosea, Hosea is from the northern kingdom, and only uh, he and, and Jonah are believed to be the only two prophets from the northern kingdom of Israel. Hebrews comes from the south. Um, his is the first book in the book of the Twelve. All the minor prophets in the Hebrew Bible get put together in this book of the Twelve. Hosea is the first one we get in that. Um, and, and Hosea's prophecy is, is a whole lot more than just him speaking words. God also gives him um, something to, to live out, something to show, this example to set. And tells him to go marry this, this unfaithful wife, to show this, this illustration of how broken the relationship is between God and his people. That here, here's where you're intended to be. You're intended to be this, this beautiful relationship, this marriage. And you've been unfaithful and you've broken that. But even though the people had been unfaithful, even though Hosea's wife, Gomer, is going to be unfaithful, God sends Hosea to go and buy her back to restore her, to bring her back home. And that's what God has reminded people I will do, he will do for them. That even though they've been unfaithful, even though they've turned away, he's going to continue to be faithful. He's going to continue to love them because that's who he is. That's what he does. And so he's going to go and get them and redeem them and bring them back. That, that doesn't mean there won't be a time in there in the middle uh, where they experience that discipline and where they're not together. And, and God's going to not just save them from all of that. He's going to let them experience some of that. They have to. Um, he's, he's called them and he's tried to bring them back and haven't listened. They haven't listened. And so he's going to have to let them experience some of that. But it's not going to be permanent. It's not going to be the end of the story. He's going to come for them just like he comes for us. So a little brief outline, just kind of just a couple sections in this one. There's the adulterous wife and the faithful husband, this example that God asked Hosea to set, this picture he, he asked him to show. And then uses that to talk about adulterous Israel and, and their faithful God. So that's what it talks about. Adultery, faithfulness, sin and judgment, covenant marriage, uh, love and forgiveness, grace, repentance, all all big things in Hosea. Uh, 220, probably the key verse. And uh, both these books just, just deal with the people who thought way too much of themselves and thought they had a grip on things and, and things were going well. And so they've forgotten God and they've turned away and they've done it their own way. And that's that's not who God's called us to be. He wants to remember everything that he does for us and be faithful to him in the good times and the bad. So hope you guys enjoy Amos Hosea this week. Love you guys. See you soon.